0: Our reading this evening is 1 John, chapter 2. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And by this we know that we have come to know him. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride of life is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away, along with its desires, but whoever does the will of God abides forever. Children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard that Antichrist is coming, so now many Antichrists have come. Therefore we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out, that it might become plain that they all are not of us. But you have been anointed by the Holy One, and you all have knowledge. I write to you not because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and because no lie is of the truth. Who is the liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? This is the Antichrist, he who denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. But as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. In many and various ways, God spoke to his people of old by the prophets. But now, in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is not always easy to tell the difference between a sunrise and a sunset. If you were to look at a painting with the sun near the horizon, you would not necessarily be able to tell whether the sun is going up or coming down. And that's true even if you see a photograph, or if you were taken outside not knowing what time of day it is, if you saw the sun near the horizon, you couldn't tell whether it was going up or coming down because the light looks the same. The red and the orange and the haze, it looks the same at sunset as it does at sunrise. It's not always easy to tell whether the light is fading where the light is growing. But you know that it makes all the difference in the world. Obviously, it makes all the difference in the world. Whether you're going to get ready for bed or whether you're going to get ready to go to work. It makes all the difference in the world. In fact, Paul says this in Thessalonians. He says, being in the light is very different from being in the darkness. He says, the daytime is very different from the nighttime. Here's what happens at night. People sleep and they get drunk. But in the daytime, what do they do? They walk and they work, and they do what is good. It makes a difference whether the sun is rising or the sun is setting. If you asked the disciples while they were in the Garden of Gethsemane, praying with Jesus or trying to pray and stay awake with Jesus on the night he was betrayed, if you asked the disciples whether the sun was rising or setting, they would have told you that it seemed to be setting. It was evening, after all, physically, in reality, evening, but also it seemed to be the sunset of their time together with Jesus. Their drowsiness, the weakness of their flesh, was their succumbing to temptation. Jesus says, watch and pray lest you fall into temptation, and temptation was coming. They watched and prayed with Jesus, or they tried to, and they failed, because night seemed to be coming on thick. Remember last week we heard about a darkness that could be felt. That's what it felt like, I'm sure, when the soldiers appeared with their torches and with their lanterns and with their swords and arrested Jesus and the disciples were scattered as sheep without a shepherd. If you asked them, they would have said, it's sunset. The light is fading. And that was certainly true, especially true, even the next morning. It was a grim morning. Jesus was held overnight. He had been Put before court, he had been falsely accused. He'd been treated poorly. A grim morning. Maybe you know those kinds of mornings which aren't bright and cheery but feel like just a little bit more of the evening. Foggy and hazy, and the sun is not shining. Maybe it's still a fading light. And that was absolutely the case when Jesus was hung from the cross. And at midday, when the sun should be brightest, the sky went dark, and for three hours... It was pitch black. If you had asked the disciples in that 24-hour span of time whether it was sunrise or sunset, whether the light was growing or the light was fading, they would have told you that the light was fading. But it was really much more like this. It was like one last gasp from the darkness. One last effort. Those three hours of darkness on the cross, it was like one last attack, one last charge, one try, one more time for the darkness to overcome the light, but it could not do it. Although Jesus hung on the cross for those three hours, and then they brought him down after he breathed his last, and he laid in a tomb for three days, he rose from the dead, all glorious, to an eternal morning. An eternal morning. That's what Jesus rose to. An eternal morning for you and for me. Sunrise and not a sunset. This is what John says tonight. The darkness is passing away and the light is already shining. The darkness is passing away and the light is already shining. Don't ever forget that. When you look around yourself in the world, when you look into your own heart, it can be easy to think of things the way that those disciples would have thought. The light is fading away. Things aren't as hopeful as they once seemed. Our hopes are being dashed. Our future, where is it? Where is the light? It all seems gloomy and grim. But St. John puts us straight. He says the light is already shining. Jesus rose from the dead, and that means that we have entered into this eternal morning, which grows brighter and brighter towards the fullness of day. Here's how Solomon puts it in the Proverbs. He says, those who walk in the path of the righteous are like the light of dawn. That's you. You who live in the light of Christ. It's like the light of dawn which shines brighter and brighter and brighter until full day, until eternity in God's kingdom. This promise, eternal life for you that John tells us about. Eternal life where there is no darkness at all. Where there's not even any need for sun or moon or stars, because Jesus is all in all, all glorious and shining brightly. Now, in the middle of the day, at noontime, the only reason why you might imagine, why you might imagine that the darkness is prevailing, is if you had your eyes closed, or if you were blind. If you had your eyes closed, or if you were blind, you might mistake a rising sun, or noonday sun, you might mistake it for night. So keep your eyes open. Jesus puts it this way. He says, No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it in a cellar or under a basket, but on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. The light that has shined on you, you are to keep your eyes fixed on it. Here's what Jesus says. Your eye is the lamp of your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is full of light. When it is bad, your body is full of darkness. Therefore be careful, Jesus says, lest the light in you be darkness. If then your whole body is full of light, having no part dark, it will be wholly bright, as when a lamp with its rays gives you its light. Jesus is the light of the world, the light no darkness can overcome. Jesus stood up at a festival in Jerusalem, the Feast of Booths, an annual festival which had lots of ceremonies surrounding it. One of the ceremonies was a ceremony of light. As evening came on, people all around... Jerusalem would light their candles and light their torches. And the light was so bright that one first century eyewitness said that it was like daytime because the light was so bright. Jesus was there for that festival while he was ministering. He was there in Jerusalem and he stood up during the festival and he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life. Keep your eye healthy. Keep your body full of light. By keeping it fixed on Jesus. Let his light be the light that scatters the darkness. Don't look for light anywhere else, but look to him. Look to him because his light is so bright that the psalmist, the psalmist David, says that darkness is even as light for God. Surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. But, David says, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as day. For darkness is as light with you. That's how bright... Jesus is for us, shining into the gloom and the darkness. Keep your eyes fixed on him. Now, John gets more specific. He's not interested in just having us hold this image of light and darkness in mind. He gets more specific. He says, while he says that the darkness is passing away and the light is shining, he also says that the world is passing away along with its desires, what he means is that you should keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, on the light, and away from the darkness by not loving the things of the world. Don't love the things of this world. They are passing away. Don't hold on to the desires of the world, the desires that are everywhere in this world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of your eyes, and the pride of life. It's like he's taken us back to the Garden of Eden where they saw that fruit that was in the tree and it looked good to the eyes and it was tasty to eat and it had this promise of wisdom attached to it, according to the serpent. Don't be enticed by those things. That's what it means to keep your eyes fixed on the light. It means not to look to the world for what is good and what is true and beautiful, but instead to look to Jesus and look deeper. There are lots of things that we are glad to identify as darkness. Lots of desires, worldly desires, that we are happy to name as disgusting and awful. But there are also many desires that we should avoid, which we overlook, which we don't name, which we don't avoid. St. John is reminding us today the world is full of evil desires. So watch out. Watch out. Pay attention to what entices you. Ask, what is good? Why am I drawn to whatever it is that's in front of me? Where do those desires come from? Audit your hearts and see whether you are loving the things of the world or the things of God, the things that last forever, the things that are eternal and good. Don't love the world. It's passing away. And all of these things that we are tempted to desire, riches and lust and greed and selfishness, all of those things that we are tempted to, To follow, what will happen to them when the world passes away? They'll be gone. They'll be vain and worthless. But St. John says that you who do the will of your Father, who listen to the word of Jesus, who abide in him, you will last forever. The world is passing away along with its desires, but you, you will last forever. That's the best news there ever could be. It is such hopeful news. And it bears repeating over and over and over again. When your hearts sink, when your countenance is cast down, when you feel gloomy, when you feel like it's dark, remember the light is already shining. Remind one another. It is a sunrise and not a sunset. It is a sunrise which grows higher and higher in the sky towards the fullness of the day, towards the brightness of noon. That's where we are headed. Even when the clouds pass over, even when you feel glum and uncertain. Even then, this light is shining so brightly that it scatters the darkness. Hold on to that. Keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith and the light of the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.